1: Hello and welcome back to the Selling from the Heart podcast. Your co-host Daryl Amy here today with Larry Levine. What's going on, Larry?
0: We're right smack in the middle of holiday season. We have so much to be thankful for, Daryl, and I'm thankful for you.
1: Oh, I'm, oh, Larry, she, oh, am I going to make you cry before we even start the podcast? <laughs> and That was a sincere thank you. It wasn't a I'm, fake. I feel it, and and uh, I want to pass that thanks on to everybody as well in the Selling from the Heart community. This. Um, You know, we've said this several times, but I would say when I look back over this year, one of the brightest lights in the middle of this challenging and dark season has been this community of authentic sales professionals uh, that has been kind of gathering around Selling from the Heart. And it has been an incredible um, joy, encouragement, inspiration, getting to know so many of you throughout this year. And Larry, I just, I love the the movement that has begun around authenticity in the sales profession here.
0: Yeah, I, I remember it was, it was earlier this year, somebody told me this and he said, Larry goes, just stay in your lane, stay in your lane. With your messaging, and believe me, it'll resonate. And it's just been a blessing, Daryl. The whole community's just risen to the forefront. Just they're waving their flag around sincerity and bringing bringing your heart to the forefront. It's a it's the perfect time. You know, we doubled down on the selling from the heart message this year, and and we're just forever grateful for what's happened.
1: Absolutely. And by the way, if you're new to the Selling from the Heart podcast, welcome. You've joined a growing community of sales professionals that are dedicated to being genuine, being authentic, adding real value. We call it Selling from the Heart. And all of this is gearing into an event in January that you must put on your calendar. It's going to be fantastic. It's going to be fun-filled and it's going to be free. Uh, it is the Selling from the Heart 2021 Authentic Selling Challenge, the 2021 Authentic Selling Challenge. Larry, 10 days of dynamite, encouragement, learning, coaching, and motivation. I can't wait to come myself. I'm excited about this event.
0: No, so am I. We actually, it's 10 days with a baker's dozen of
1: speakers, Daryl. It is. (laughs) It's good. And I just, uh, I was just looking at, I think I counted right. Yeah, uh, Baker's dozen. Baker's dozen is thirteen, right? It is. We got some dynamite folks joining us. Um, you'll recognize many of them um, as uh, heroes of the Selling from the Heart podcast. Uh, we're going to see Mark Hunter. We're going to see Taja is coming to the uh, to the Authentic Selling Challenge. And every day from January 11th um, all the way through for two weeks, Monday through Friday at noon, we're going to have. Um, motivation, exciting. There's going to be prizes. Uh, We've got a a new sponsor we'll be excited to announce coming in on that event. And all of it uh, is absolutely free. So, go to sellingfromtheheart.net and you'll see it there. You can text the word heart to 21,000 or you can look for us on social. You're going to find it in the show notes as well. We want you to be a part of the Selling from the Heart uh, authentic Sales Challenge. And if you can be there live uh, some days, I know you may not be able to be there every day. Go ahead and sign up. You're going to want to listen to uh, the content on your way to work, on your way home. Uh, it's going uh, to be fantastic. Speaking of uh, authenticity, though, whoa, we've got some authenticity in the house today, Larry. This, uh, this is a buckle your seatbelts episode.
0: Yeah, wow. I'd say authenticity and excitement is is how, I, how I'd bring on Cindy Ashton, but I have to give the Cindy backstory. So, we met uh, got face-to-face about it almost, almost a year ago. It was kind of like one of the last things that we all did before 2020 kind of unwound. And when I met Cindy, it was just, a, she's just a ball of fire. But some of the things that we're going to talk about I I think are so relevant today, and I go, hey, Cindy, Cindy's a, I'll let her tell some of her backstory, but Cindy's an opera singer. She's been on Broadway. She's been on TV, and I go, we got to bring some of this to Selling from the Heart. There's so much inside of Cindy that oozes Selling from the Heart. So without further ado, Cindy Ashton, welcome to Selling from the Heart.
2: Hello, Daryl, and hello, Larry. I'm so excited to be here.
1: (laughs) We're going to have a great time today, and we're going to learn a lot, and I'm excited to talk to a fellow Canadian and to hear the answer to the question, Cindy, what does it mean to you
2: to sell from the heart? So a lot of people talk about selling is all about creating a win-win, and I sort of agree with that, but really to me, selling from the heart is about truly listening to another human being. truly asking deep and profound questions to uncover what's really going on because what people think they want and what they actually really need are two different things and our job is to truly understand that human being and what they really need and if you are that solution if I am that solution then we make that connection and create a win-win that really serves them but to me it's first and foremost figuring out what's truly what they need
0: and, and I think you, there's there's one word that you said that's near and dear to me, and that's the connection. And the way we make that connection is really through listening with intention and asking great questions and doing what's in the best interest of them, not you.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I people like are, the, people, that, I mean, the, sorry, the framework. No, it's good, Cindy, because I want to add on to what Larry said. And I think you define this so well um, in that it's about authentic relationship, but it's also about authentic value and, and really understanding what they need.
2: Yeah. And I I feel like most salespeople don't actually dig deep enough. They're like, oh, this person needs this. And they just sell it to them without really understanding what's the psychology deeper than the psychology that is deeper than the psychology. There's so many different layers. And I feel like most salespeople don't ask deep enough questions. They're just so busy going, okay, you want more publicity for this reason? Great. Let's get you all signed up. But that might not actually be what's really what they need.
0: Mm okay. Hey, I think we need a couch moment for this, right? If we're going to start talking <laughs> about psychology, I think we need to test out the virtual couches, right? So, welcome
1: to Selling from the Heart, Doctor Ashton.
2: Hey, that's right.
1: <laughs> Cindy, will see you now. So, this is this I is going to
2: the doctor is in. <laughs> I like the uh,
1: I like the framework for this conversation because Cindy, you have a very diverse background in in business, in uh, singing in being an actress and, and the perspective you bring to the table is, is fantastic. Can you catch our listeners up on a little bit of your story and what brought you to where you are today?
2: Yeah. So this whole, I've been, I've been doing presentation training for, for, 23, 24 years now and it was all accidental because when I was born I was a fetus I was in my mom's belly I was sporting jazz hands apparently I kicked a lot I was already dancing in her belly and since my earliest memories I knew that I was going to sing dance act around the world my dreams as a, as a as a kid was to be a TV host and a performer and I never thought in a million years I'd be a presentation trainer and if you fast forward When I was 20, 22 years old, I was you know, getting a lot of student debt. Although now that I live in the US, our student debt's really nothing compared to American student debt. But I was getting a, what I thought was a lot of student debt. And I thought, you know, I've kind of got mad skills around presenting. I've already worked with Broadway directors and producers and, you know, and pre-Broadway shows up in Toronto. And I'm like, I bet that I could teach people speaking skills and singing skills. And so I literally, this is telling my age, literally put an ad in the penny saver to get a bunch of clients to teach Singing piano and speaking skills. Nice. And I got 10 clients and I and then all of a sudden I loved it and then they started referring and they started referring and then eventually I let go of the piano lessons and it just became presenting and singing lessons and then eventually I was starting to break into you know working with influencers and executives and I'm like oh this is much bigger money if you don't teach a singing as much as I love teaching singing you can't charge us as much so eventually I let go of the singing and it's funny what was supposed to be a university career (laughs) turned out to be 20 something years and I love it and there's there's truly nothing better in the world than to help somebody to be able to just breathe into who they are and breathe into their presence and for them to feel their power in a truthful, authentic way and not putting on a show, but truly feel who they really are because we all want to be seen and heard. And the problem that I find with most presenting training and speaking training is that it's all about being polished and perfect and scripted. And I'm like, ew, that's not real. <laughs> but right. when I help people to strip away what's what's losing them power and help them to connect with their unique qualities and elevate those and be in their power and see- not only how their business changes, but I see people's marriages changes just by learning how to communicate better, listen better, speak better, connect better. It's It's been actually really amazing that I think my, my I've got lots of big stories of how much money my clients have made, but I'm more excited about the stories of people's marriages being saved.
0: Mm-hmm. It, see, it, yeah. here's, what I, here's what I love about what Cindy said is, because I'm a big believer in words matter and message matters. And how you communicate this out. And what's interesting about when you say presentation, Cindy, let's just just look at what's unfolded for the vast majority of 2020. And we'll tie this into sales. Is a vast majority of salespeople were used to that presenting. And I'll put presenting kind of in quotes just for right now, you know, however they choose to present. Was a vast majority of it was done in this face-to-face world. Well, now look at 2020. Now these presentation skills have to be redefined and redeveloped and nurtured in many different ways. And this is where I see some of what you bring to the forefront being so relative because you're used to being behind that camera and up on a stage. Well, guess what? Salespeople now are in front of a camera and they're up on stage.
2: Yeah. And more than ever, it's going to be very revealing. If you can't be in person and somebody can't feel your energy, how your speaking voice comes across on camera or on the phone, if you're doing a lot more sales calls, it's it's kind of a game changer. I just did this this LinkedIn post this morning about the seven different voice types that turn people off. You lose your power, you lose sales, you lose credibility.
1: Oh, coaches! Okay, so now you got to tell us.
2: <laughs> yeah, oh, <coaches. laughs> I'm like I might have to look back at my notes. No,
1: it's good. What are a couple of them?
2: So, if you've got a really nasal voice, this is really annoying. Do you actually want to buy from somebody and actually want to like right now? You just want to get rid of me, right? <laughs> so you don't want to have the nasal voice. Right. But if you've got a lot of anger in your job this is how you come across. So either people are going to feel bullied into buying, or they're going to run. And you don't want someone bullied from feeling like they're bullied into buying because that's not yeah. going to be a good client, and you don't mm-hmm. want to run. If your voice is too high, humans, especially men, tune higher voices out. We don't hear high overtones, so it does that. Um, I wrote them all out this morning. Wow. If you're if you're too quiet, it's often because you end up you're not having enough resonance here. So often the quiet is there, and it can you come across as like meek and unconfident and uncredible. Um, so there's all kinds of them. I don't think I did all seven. I have no, to. No, no, but here but
0: here's but here's what's interesting about that, and and sales and our listeners keen to what Cindy said because we may not even realize it when wow. we're communicating. You know, behind the camera now, whether that be a camera you plug into your laptop or your computer, the one that you're using, or internal external mics in all this, we must now become cognizant of our voice and how we project our voice to invite people into conversations. They're either going to come into the conversation or they're going to tune you out in two seconds.
2: And there's nothing wrong with being quieter. Like right now I'm quieter, but I'm intentional and I'm using breath and I'm drawing people to me because I see people who are like, I went to a speaker trainer and they told me to project my voice and over articulate. And I'm like, oh my freaking God. First of all, you're causing yourself more stress in your body, and we have stress enough in the world, so why add more stress in your body? Secondly, by pushing the voice, you're causing yourself vocal damage, and then I have to, you're going to come to me, and I have to undo all the vocal damage. It's unreal, actually, how many people I come that wow. come to me, and I feel like an ear, nose, and throat doctor, and I'm like, go see a doctor. You've got vocal nodules. You're like, really? I'm like... got a good enough year. I've been doing this for 20 something years, you know, that I could hear vocal damage. I, and a lot of women have a vocal fry. It's very trending and it has been for a while. So the vocal fry is like, you're like, hi, my name is Cindy. And And it's like, it, I mean, I'm exaggerating it, but it makes you sound like, hi, it's like, oh baby, baby, you're killing me. It's like, it's like that kind (laughs) of like, I'm a little teenager girl and I'm like, wow, you really want to own a room with that voice. No, But if you're always backing up and ending the vocal fry literally damages your voice. So, and I know that I was talking to somebody six months ago who really wanted to partner with me on do a JV, a joint venture. And his voice was so nasal. I was like, I can't, I'm going to kill this guy. He needs to train with me first. And I couldn't wow. figure out the nice way to say, I can't work with you because your speaking voice is driving me up the freaking wall. And please stop doing videos on LinkedIn because I, you're, you're ruining it. Oh my God. <laughs>
1: So I like the idea, the the interesting thing to me, because when I, before we were having this conversation, I was thinking about acting. That acting is, in my mindset, and forgive me, I mean, is inauthentic. I'm trying to be someone else. But you say it's the exact opposite. It's actually showing up.
2: Yeah. I have had a lot of people over my years go, I don't want to work with a performer because I don't want to be performing. And I'm like, if you actually understood what real acting is, it's about getting to a level of depth and truth. Like if you look at some of the most outrageous movies and some of the Academy Award winning movies, there's a level of truth to them that you don't, you believe, you believe that, you know, um, Anthony Hopkins is Hannibal Lecter. That doesn't seem him eating human flesh does not seem untruthful to you. It's if you actually, as an actor, we look at scripts and we spend. Dozens and dozens of hours analyzing every moment, analyzing every character. What motivates them? What's that deeper truth? That's why a huge reason is why when people have a conversation with me and I ask them questions within five minutes, they're like, nobody asks me these questions. And they know that I have a deeper knowledge and that I'm understanding them on a deeper level. Because the, the amount of psychology you have to understand to be a great actor and the level of truthfulness, because if you... if is, is enormous, but it is. It's a huge barrier for me because people who don't actually truly understand what real acting is, real acting is about excavating your deepest soul and finding a way to project that and be truthful in the role. And it's about listening. So when you're on stage, you have to be listening. When you are on camera, it's 10 times harder because sometimes you're in a scene and you're actually unable to see the other person. You have to imagine and create entire worlds and find a way to be truthful and listen and connect and play off of what you're getting. I actually think all business people need acting training because they're going to have higher connection, higher Uh emotional intelligence, and an ability to truly understand human beings on a deep and profound level.
0: Well, wow, that is, that is so good because I who would who would have ever thought? Now here we are, you know, speaking in front of cameras and things like that. And, and what you were saying as far as you know, intentional listening and things like that. There's um, since I'm a sales geek, right? Some some of the some of the things that salespeople really struggle with as as we start to get to know each other, right? When I'm coaching teams, yeah. is a lot of them are struggling right now because. They feel that because they can't see somebody face to face and they can't do what they were doing before, that they can't build those relationships and they can't do these things. I said, well, guess what? I'd say get used to it. These are new skill sets. What Cindy's speaking about are new skill sets that we must learn as sales professionals because we are actors and actresses. But yet, we our mindset tells us, you know what? We're not actors and actresses. We're salespeople. Well, guess what? You are because you're in front of a camera.
2: Yeah, and it's about that mind shift. Go ahead, Daryl.
1: Yeah, just I'm, i my mind's kind of blown here. <laughs> just <laughs> so many different know, things. Nobody
2: taught. I know it, it, Nobody taught, taught it. me
1: this. They just taught me what to say. You know, they taught me feel, felt, found. They taught me uh, all of this. But this concept of like getting into a role and stripping things away um, and showing up authentically. Could you coach us on like, how to, how, how do you begin that process? Cause this is. Oh boy.
2: Is... It depends on the person.
1: Right. So yeah. first
2: of all, when I look at somebody, I do a quick analysis of body language, voice, presence, energy. And, and here's another aspect that other presentation trainers and speaker trainers don't talk about is the amount of trauma that we live, that's living in our bodies and how that affects our ability to show up and listen. Because if you think about it, we are bombarded with news. Even if you haven't gone through any major trauma, we are traumatized on some level all the time by the amount of noise, the amount of lies from our news, you know, we're always having stuff coming at us and it's very, and unless you're really learning to be present and release that stress and really, then it's impossible for you to listen. Wow. Yeah. It's a total there. It takes a very brave person to work with me because (laughs) I'm about truthfulness and I'm going to bring out who you really are. So you've got to be ready. And I do, and I do, and I won't push somebody if I don't think they're ready. Like I do, I do have clients who are like, strip it all away. And then I have clients I can tell from their body language, I've got to go slow with them and meet them where they're at. Right. Um, but how do they start? The first thing is, is I want to make sure that you're in alignment, because mm-hmm. if you're not in alignment, that shows up in your body language, in your voice, and your presence. So if, if someone's telling me what their message is, or they bring a sales script to me and they're like, so I've had people, lots of salespeople, work with me and they're like, Cindy, here's the five steps I have to do in the sales process but they're not able to sell very well with that process because it doesn't resonate with them, then I have to find places in there to add in stories to make it alive in in each of those steps that they could use in the sales process. Because if they can get into alignment with something that lights them up and feels truthful while delivering the message to the client, That will make a difference. So, I really look at the alignment piece because if you're not in alignment, people could read, especially right now. People are very traumatized. We're very traumatized, you know. We're very like it's harder to sell more than ever for a lot of the reasons you've mentioned, but people do not tolerate the hard sales like they used to because they're people are, a lot of people are struggling financially. Like you've, you, if you've got to learn these new skills. So the first thing I look at is what's messaging, what's storytelling, what alignment can we get you into that it's truthful with you and what your client needs and with a product. It's really making all those pieces work into one, which is a tough alignment to do. I mean, I've been doing it for years, so I can do it pretty fast, but getting that alignment of all those pieces. And then we really look at like, what are you doing in your body language is stripping away that's making you less powerful. So there's a woman I'm working right now with who's promoting these products, um, medical products, and she stands in front of the camera, and she always does the crossing her arms in front of her, her pelvic floor. That is not good body language for so many reasons. OMG. And she does a lot of pacing, which tells a person that you're, when you're fidgety and you're, and you're not grounded in your body, like right now, you know, right now I'm like fidgety and you can kind of tell that my energy is fidgety. And how is this affecting you? Because I'm fidgety right now. Mm -hmm. But if I learn to be present and release my hands from my pelvic area and really feel my feet, I don't have to be loud. I don't have to be fast. I don't have to be yelling at you. But now you can feel that I'm credible and I'm calm and I'm listening and I'm able to hear you. And for that client, we're really working on how does she become, you could be excited on camera, but it's got to be grounded, excited, if that makes sense.
1: Hmm. Yeah.
2: Wow. This all is. The, like,
0: oh, hey Daryl, all these things that we never had to think about before. Is, is, <laughs>
1: well, I don't, I don't know that that's true though, Larry, because you were saying earlier, like we're on camera and, and all of this. I mean, the reality is, this this is as important in in face to face interactions over the phone on zoom whatever that that we're able to show up and and uh, you know you're talking about trauma i mean the trauma of this past year and the trauma of of being in sales this past year on top of the society i mean the pressure to sell and the challenges and you know all of that and then you got kids running up and down the hall in your house and busting in on your meetings. I mean, there's like, every, there's the trauma levels of this past year um, have, have been through the roof. And, and if I'm hearing you're right, you're saying this is really hurting our ability to show up unless we know what to do about it.
2: Right. So for a lot of my clients, in addition to the alignment, I'm working on stress management. I did my degree in music and the second, um, major was kinesiology, specialization, relaxation huh. therapy. Really? And I did that. Well, it's cause I had had multiple heart surgeries as a kid and mm-hmm. I had so much trauma to my body and I was trying to learn how to be in my own body. And, um, but I ended up I use it in my in my teachings every single day when I'm training clients because if they're stressed that stress is going to read to another human being and people are or we we can't have that stress reading. So how do you get in the zone? Your kid just came in and screamed about or screamed about his his sister or her sister or whatever. How do we get back in the zone in less than a minute so we can be present and really in yeah. that meeting, right? So there's so many layers to the work that I do with my clients. It's it's not for everybody. You've got to be ready and willing to go there. If they want fake posed stuff and fake speech effects, I'm not that person.
1: Wow. I this is <laughs> like a this I, I knew this was going to be good, but you've like opened up you like pried open this whole new category of thinking in oh, terms good. of of no, it really is. Yes, it's really fantastic, and I think that you know when we think of of authenticity, um, it's like a conversation um, that we had uh, with with Bob or Larry. Of just thinking oh, yeah. about you know when we think of authenticity, we think of like these warm fuzzy uh, feelings, and there's certainly some warm fuzzy feelings around authenticity, but there's also a very practical aspect of this in terms of. Um, We've got to be able to show up. We've got to be able to, um, you know, in some ways kind of, I think I'm hearing you say flip the switch a little bit, not into fakeness, but actually to flip the switch to go back into a grounded place uh, before we step into a meeting or turn on this, uh, this camera that's staring at us all day long now.
2: Yep. Yep.
0: Yep. So, so, so here's a, here's a question for you. Cause I, <laughs> cause I catch myself doing it because I mean, since this is audio only right now, you can't really see,
2: yep.
0: but we're all looking at each other and I find myself Cindy with my arms folded like this all the time. Right. You yep. probably picked up on it. And sometimes that might yep. be like, I'm standoffish, but in all actuality, I'm in my comfort zone when I sit yep. like this. So you get,
2: Yeah, that's a good question, because technically, technically speaking, bad body language is crossing arms. And I see all these photographers who pose their people with crossed arms. And I'm like, stop it. Oh, my God. Don't you know anything about body language? Um, But you also so I have mixed feelings about it, because technically, it's very bad body language. But then in your case, Larry, it's authentically who you are. And you're not that way, because you're. In your case, you're not crossing your arms because you're putting a wall. You don't have walls. You're so authentic and connected. So if your voice was aggressive, I would say I would lose the arms. I think that if you continue to let your presence... One of the things I would love to see with you, especially after seeing you present, is I want to see you take up more space with your presence without being aggressive, which I don't think you would be. But if you could... Enhance your presence more, and continue to be that warm and loving, amazing man that you are. I think it counter it counterbalances it. So in your case, I think it's fine because you don't come across as an aggressive male. That's you know what I mean.
0: Yeah, I just I had to bring that up to the forefront. But you, hey, did you hear what Cindy was saying about me, Daryl? That was kind of cool. <laughs>
1: I think it's, I think it's good. I'm like, I'm scared to ask Cindy what she thinks about me. So it's been great having you on the podcast, Cindy.
2: You know what? It's, it's wonderful and horrible for my dating life. (laughs)
1: Oh, my. Although
2: it saved me the other day. I was back in September a few months ago. I was in Panera Bread or no, I was in somewhere. Bear Burger. No, I don't know. Either way, I was somewhere. And this guy was totally, you know, checking me out. And he came and sat at my table and we had... A lovely conversation. And there was a lot of good synergy. But because of what I do for a living, I'm like, I don't know, I have a feeling this guy's like a sexual predator. Right. <laughs> and so it was really interesting. There was just a bunch of stuff that I picked up. And I feel like I should do a separate course for both men and women of how to spot predators. And wow. when I, and he's like, well, can we go out on a date? And I'm like, I like this guy in a lot of ways, but there's these little itty bitty things that a normal person wouldn't pick up. And I kept saying, can you text me your full name? Text it. I asked four times and then he finally mm-hmm. did. And when I Googled him, he's, he was arrested and convicted.
1: No a sexual way. Assault. Wow.
2: Uh-huh. Wow! So I was like, "See, uh, because he came across as a really great guy, but there was little bitty things, and I think that's a whole other course that I will eventually do for <laughs> for everybody of how to spot predators." Yeah,
1: no <laughs> but doubt. It's,
2: but it's hard for me dating because I see it so easily, and I'm like, "Could I live with this? And couldn't I live with this?" Because I don't expect perfect, but I usually know how things are going to end up. Nightmare. <laughs> <there. laughs> Will wow. I ever find myself a groom? <laughs> <laughs> Separate okay, podcast.
0: Okay, so that, that's, a, that's a great segue, Cindy. That that was like the cue. So, Daryl. Yes. I, I mean, Cindy and I have been following each other and we talk like weekly online in our posts yeah. and all that. So, I've seen Cindy singing stuff online because we're so close to the holidays, Daryl can Cindy belt something out really quick. I
1: think it would be a great way to wrap the wrap the year up for songs song from the heart with a little <laughs> musical uh, interlude. Uh, yeah. I mean, where do you go? How do you combine holidays and the heart? And there's got to be a way to, to do this. Uh, yeah,
2: so I can sing something.
1: Yeah, that'd be good.
2: Have yourself a merry little Christmas, or happy Kwanzaa, or happy Hanukkah that's happening at the time of this recording. Insert holiday
1: here, yes.
2: Let your love heart be light, from now on our troubles, at least 2020, will be <laughs> yes, out please. of sight. So, anyways, Merry Christmas. That happy was happy great. Holidays. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Eid. That already happened. Uh, happy Diwali. That already happened. Happy Bodhi Day. That already... Happy anything that you celebrate that has love, warmth, and food and good sex. We will take it. <laughs>
1: yes. Yes. Cindy, what a treat. What a pleasure. Um, and I, I have joy. a feeling you're going to become a regular in the uh, Selling from the Heart podcast world because we need more of this and and I appreciate the way that you've uh you showed up today and uh and it's inspiring thank you but you know
0: but you know what Daryl that's all any that's all people really want is just show up as who you are mm-hmm. that's what I appreciate about Cindy she doesn't hold back she just shows up as who she is
1: beautiful yeah.
2: thank you for that compliment you two are remarkable men and Daryl you're a great presenter
1: oh <laughs> shucks Thank you. Um, I've, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that was very kind. And fortunately we've run out of time. <laughs> so like, I'll get the rest of the feedback. Daryl, just
0: as we were getting, hey, Darryl, we were getting <laughs> into the counseling session with Daryl, you find a way just to end the podcast. That's right.
1: All oh, right. look at the time. Oh, wow. Hey, Cindy, this has been fantastic. Uh, we'll look forward to hanging out with you more and, and we'll put uh, connection links in the show notes and, um, I do hope you have a fantastic holiday and uh, thanks for sharing time with us today.
2: You got it. You men are amazing. Thanks for having thanks. me.
1: Well, hey, and everybody else that, that goes to you as well. Happy holidays. Um, once, as we said at the beginning of the show today, it has been such a joy and such a pleasure getting to know so many of you throughout this year. I love the Selling from the Heart community, Larry, because... What we're finding is uh, there are, there's a growing movement of people saying, you know what, I'm not going to fake it. I'm showing up um, the way I am with who I am and I'm bringing real relationship and real value to the table. And I just love it.
0: I, I threw I threw that out the window a long time ago. I said, you get what you get with me. That's, that's, that's the deal.
1: Well, it, it is. Uh, it's so true. It's one of the reasons I appreciate being your friend as you challenge me in that area every day. And I think if you want to be challenged with authenticity, you've got to join us for the 2021 authentic selling challenge starting on Monday, January 11th, uh, going, check that out in the show notes or text the word heart to 21,000 that's heart to 21,000 happy holidays, everybody. And until next week, keep being genuine, keep being authentic, keep adding real value show up with your authentic self. And most of all, sell from the heart.
2: Thanks for listening to the selling from the heart podcast on the Salescast network. If you enjoyed the show, make sure to hit the subscribe button. So you don't miss an episode. We appreciate your encouraging reviews as it helps us spread the word as always, we would love to connect with you. So look for us on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and your favorite podcast platform. This podcast is produced by our friends at SalesCast. Learn more at
0: www.salescast.co. We look forward to seeing you next time.